Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today I have a special guest. Our topic is intentional conversations with your children. And so we are going to talk about some key points that you should have conversations with. And our special guest today is Brian Perry. And Brian, welcome. And you're going to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you. And, and thanks for having me. I love being here. So uh, like you said, my name is Brian Perry. I have seven kids right now. And uh, I currently have my own business doing painting and pressure washing. Been doing that for, well, I've owned the business for about 10 years. I was doing it for a long time before that. Um, except for a few years after college, I went on to do other stuff and then came back to the family business. So that's my uh, pre this project, a little bit about me there. So last year, I heard a, another podcast about teaching life skills to kids. And I, I love the idea. We, my wife and I try to teach our kids life skills uh, already. We, we're already trying to do some of that. So, and we do homeschool. Um, so with all of that, I, when I heard the podcast, I said, I have to do something with this. Now, from that list that was on the other podcast, I've changed some things and added some things. And then once I got rolling, I brought Luke in, which Luke is not here with us today, but um, on the podcast, but he is at VBS volunteering for our, our church and uh, brought him in. He made a few other changes and then we launched the, the website, uh, the website, these 16 things.com. And we just put out two lessons a week, helping parents teach kids real life skills. 
Wonderful. And on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, we do have um, a life skills podcast. Um, and so, uh, you know, I invite okay. everyone to check that out. I'm not sure if that's the one you heard or not, but that would be kind of ironic if it was. But uh, but yeah, um, super interesting. And, and also, friends, um, if you're listening, you know, we always have show notes and you can find those at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for episode 499, Intentional Conversations. And so, um, you know, when I went to check out your website, I noticed that um, you had these videos available, you know, as well as a, a subscription um, list. And so when I was listening to the videos, the intro is really interesting. Um, one of the things that resonated with me was um, when I can't remember if it was you know, either you, Brian or Luke said, you know, something about, you know, there's some conversations that you think, well, gosh, my kids are too young for and you realize that they really weren't, you know, you do have to take them at maturity level, but sometimes I, we baby children and then we are saying, well, gosh, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to do, but we haven't expected them to. And so I thought that was really interesting um, that that came up. And for me, um, it really hit me as a truth. Yes. A hundred percent there. We, both have have adult conversations with our oldest kids. Now uh, we go down to four months as our youngest, and his is a little older than that. But we're not having those conversations with them. Right, right. But we each have fourteen year olds, and they are old enough to have those conversations, whether we realize it or not. And how we realize it is, we would just inch into some of those conversations. So we have one, and, and realize that everything went well. And uh, she wasn't traumatized or anything. Not that we're having crazy conversations, but, uh, you know, they're not traumatized like we think they might be. And they actually do pick up from us having real conversations. And I think they appreciate that. They're not they realize that they're growing up and that we understand they're growing up and we're not just treating them like little kids and want to hide everything from them. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll both of our families will have these real conversations with our kids and, and realize that they're taking it well. and. And they're learning from it as well. And I think it's especially important in Christian families because sometimes, um, you know, my kids have accused me, rightly so. And they're like, mom, you would just put us in a bubble. And I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Bring me out that bubble wrap. And I would. And I think with us homeschooling, we were able to create the environment we wanted. And when people say, you know, well, your kids weren't in the real world, and I would ask them, I said, other than your workplace, perhaps where you don't have a choice. I mean, my husband and I are both self-employed, so we do have a choice of our, like you are, you mm -hmm. know, you have a choice of your work envi environment. You're not going to bring people on to work that are going to be detrimental to your company. Um, and the same with, with adults, we don't surround ourselves with people that are, you know, um, averse to the things that we teach our kids. We're not going to open ourselves or our homes to that. Yet when it comes to education, um, you know, I was watching the news this morning in California, um, parents are having to fight uh, for what they, they want. And now instead of getting an exempt, you know, for the alphabet soup agenda, they're being told, I'm sorry, you don't have a choice or a right in that. And that has been um, a frog in the boiling water scenario. I read a book, um, I'm going to date myself here. I started homeschooling in 1986. I'm, I was done in, two, in 2000, and I think it was 13. Um, and so 
you know, 32 years of homeschooling later, but I'm um, a researcher and I love to research. And so I remember a book crossing my desk and being um, in the homeschool space and a publisher, I would get a lot of free material. So I remember this one book and it was all about this agenda um, starting with the testing and how um, certain districts were little hotbeds of research where their kids were going in and being tested without the parents knowing. But unfortunately for them, some of these kids had photogenic memories and were coming home and telling their parents that the questions were such that they were um, asking, like, you know, what do your parents do um, for a living? How much money do you make? What church do you attend? You know, things that should not have been on an academic wow. test. And they were gathering this information way back in the 90s, you know, probably earlier mm -hmm. than that. But this book came out exposing that. And this poor lady spent her life work trying to fight the school system. And it's only gotten worse because it's it's from the ground you know, up in, in so many ways, um, it's so embedded. And so we as parents, you know, have been fighting. Um, I was at a wedding and this gentleman who I saw at the last wedding we attended together keeps wanting me to run for politics and he wants me to run for mm -hmm. school board. And the, and the, you know, and he said, well, good people don't run. And I understand that, but if you're going to do something like that, you have to be um, you know, driven with an agenda. And right now I feel that the biggest thing we can do as parents is to shore up our kids, exactly what you were saying, and having those conversations that a lot of Christian families don't want to have. I mean, when my my brother and his family went to Disney in June, I don't know if, you know, they celebrate a whole lot of stuff over there that his kids were all appalled and had, they had no idea, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so it cut their uh, trip short, unfortunately. They were from out of state, spent a lot of money and decided, you know, they had to have that real conversation with their girls, you know. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it, sometimes it takes a situation like that where you're going to be, you know, discussing things and other times it's being intentional as parents. And so, you know, can you give me some examples of, um, you know, what have, what are some of the things that you think that uh, children are ill uh, prepared for? Like, for example, like you were saying to, you know, it's, it's some adults can't balance a checkbook. I will tell you that, <laughs> you know, yes. now, nowadays we have everything digital and you think the bank does it for you. And again, this month I caught a charge that I did not authorize. So if you just say, oh yes, you know, you're going to believe everything that the bank balance or statement says, or things like that, that's, you know, obviously something that needs to be addressed. Yes. So there's several in there. And obviously I don't think, and, and Luke and I both don't think that every parent is going to teach their kids every single one of these 16 skills, at least the full thing. And, and the kids are going to come out of high school, let's say just perfectly knowing all of these, mm -hmm. but it's just, I, I guess we've seen almost every one of these be lacking in, in some kids. And to be quite honest, especially in, in public school kids. And, and for example, I went off to college and I had roommates who had no clue how to cook anything. And we were, we were cooking a Thanksgiving meal. We wanted to have a, a friend's Thanksgiving before we left for Thanksgiving break. And one of the guys came in and uh, he saw us cooking corn. Mind you, corn was we poured it into boiling water and boiled it for whatever seven minutes yeah. that's it and of course he didn't say anything about the turkey anything like that but he he was just shocked that we knew how to make corn 
And it's like, it's literally right here on the package, but it's also <laughs> pretty easy without that. And another guy struggled making a frozen pizza. And these are two of my roommates, awesome guys, but they, they had no idea how to cook anything. And you, as you said, people don't know how to balance a checkbook. Uh, but a big one for us is kids going off to college and being tested in their faith. And they come home for Christmas break or at the end of the year and everything has changed. I just heard uh, it was another podcast I listened to, but he was talking about his niece and nephew and they, they grew up in the church. Very, uh, you know, Christian family, very right leaning. And they by the time they got out of college, both of them are uh, were. I'm going to say extreme liberals. So I don't really have an issue if you're right, left, whatever, but you can understand when you come home and you're extreme saying everything right. that is being pushed in media today, they were 100% in agreement with. And so teaching kids to stand in their faith and, and why we believe what we believe, that's big for us. We don't just want to tell the kids, Hey, you believe this and we're going to drag you to church and do this and, and, understand this we want i guess we want them to actually understand why we believe what we believe and and give them a a platform to stand on and say you know when they're tested if they do go off to college or get their first job out of high school and somebody says why are you a christian we want them to be able to explain well this is why i'm a christian this is why i believe it and nothing you can say is gonna make me walk away from that because i i understand that foundation and I think a lot of times um, that's so true. My daughter teaches at a, um, it's a non-denominational uh, Christian school and mm -hmm. she's a, a world history teacher and they, you know, I don't know, I don't remember what the lesson was, but that faith came up. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, she happens to be a Catholic girl in a Christian school. And so a couple of the kids were, you know, sitting, telling her what they thought it meant to be a Catholic. And she said, no, 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 no. You know, she's, they, they said, well, you don't even believe in Jesus. She goes, of course I do. You know, it's like the 10 anyway. So she said, let's do this. You know, she stopped everybody and she said, let's do this, go home. And every, and like what denominations she went around and she goes and ask your parents what your denomination believes and everybody come back and let's discuss. And she'll, she goes just like a couple of paragraphs. Do you know, mm -hmm. these kids had no idea what they're, what they're like if they were Methodist or Lutheran or whatever, and there were a couple of Catholic kids and non-denominational, well, what does that mean? You know? Mm -hmm. And so um, parents, uh, you know, emailed her, called her and, and were thankful because they had never really thought to have this conversation with their kids. And mm -hmm. so it, it went over really well, you know, but she said she couldn't believe that these kids, they were more interested in what her faith was about you know, and so it's like, so churches really need to teach their kids, not worry so much about, you know, what Catholics believe or Methodists believe if you're Lutheran or, or you know, Episcopalians or whatever, but just work on yourself. You know, if you're non-denomination, what does that mean? We're, you know, Bible alone. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now let's, you know, so what are the tenets of the Bible? What are, what are those beliefs? I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, my kids were, um, two of them were part of the leaders of the youth group. Uh, it was like the, the sports one. I can't remember what it's called, but um, at their school. And F I was like, what, what is it? FCA probably. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, you know, 
I was laughing because it was like the two Catholic boys were in charge of this and they had 90 kids coming because they gave free food. But, you know, it like they would just and I said, well, what are you using for curriculum? Oh, we're just opening the Bible and reading it and everybody's discussing it. I mean, how wonderful is that? Because that's a common ground, right? Just take your Mm. Bibles out and let's let's look at New Testament or let's look at something in the Old Testament. And so and so that's something that I think is important that your kids can take the Bible and defend their faith or they can, you know, hold their own ground because um my my kids did a couple of times, my one daughter especially, um, was in very toxic environments where she was called names um, mm-hmm. by her professor. And, and then she threw out to her, she goes, well, you're probably, I, I forget, it was a social issue. And then she's, it was, oh, you'll love this question. It was on um, how much minimum wage should be. So my daughter, my we're in the construction industry. So my daughter said, "Well, my dad pays one of the highest, you know, workers' comp, you know, per hundred of payroll." Because she's heard me ranting about it. it's actually lower than it was years ago. It used to be like forty five dollars per hundred of payroll, for because wow. we're carpenters too. And so she goes, "So if you're saying minimum wage needs to be twenty dollars an hour, you know," she goes, "That's going to." you know, uh, increase my dad. So she went through this and she did it in a logical mathematical fashion. And, you know, she was called all kinds of things. And then the lady mm-hmm. threw out at her and she goes, and you're probably against abortion. And she goes, yes, I am. And she said, and also I was homeschooled. She goes, I might as well have thrown the bathroom sink in. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe she said that. Cause usually as homeschoolers, they kind of flew under the radar you know, yeah. but it was it was so funny. And then it turned out that professor ended up loving her because she could see the papers my daughter turned in that were passionate and well-written as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the others. And so I think that, you know, whether you're most of you listening to Vintage Homeschool Moms are homeschooling, but whether you are or not, um, these are so important and pivotal uh, topics that you need to discuss with your kids. And, you know, I'll point out, can you point to just a few questions um, and lead through getting people um, to understand, you know, like how, like what, what would bring up a topic? Like, for example, you know, the Disney thing with my brother that brought up the topic very quickly or this thing going on in California where, you know, parents are going to have to say to the, their kids, well, we may not be going to school this week because something that's going on. But it, would there be a situation where you would just intentionally, because that's the whole topic here, intentional conversations, um, mm-hmm. deciding that you're going to, you know, take a, a week or, you know, like maybe one topic a month and present it to your kids? Yeah. So two ways to go about it. And one is is just doing it as they come up. So, for example, this is out of Luke's family and and both of our oldest have signed up for college classes. Uh, Ivy Tech offers free classes, I think, over the summer to high school kids. Mm-hmm. And separately, we, we didn't even know the other family was doing it, but we signed our 14-year-old up. And then I, I mentioned to Luke that we did that. And he said he signed his 14-year-old up as well. His was taken an English class. And the very first assignment, she logs in, gets the first assignment. And what is it on? It's on. Uh, gender roles specifically talking about transgender. So, and I didn't read, he had shared in our men's group, the the whole uh, details of the entire thing. And I didn't read through that. I just got what he had, had said in, in his text. And apparently it was just baffling that 
they would have to write about that. So as a 14 year old, she's going to going to be a freshman next year. They come in and, and that's what she has to write about being transgender. So that brought up a, a topic right away. They had a long talk about it. The debate was, do I go ahead and do the class and write my actual opinion? And clearly, I, I guess by what the professor had put out, they weren't looking for a Christian opinion. They mm-hmm. wanted it to go along with what the media says right now. So they ended up dropping it instead of writing that. So uh, so you can't look at it that way and say, we'll talk about it as they come up. But what we want to do is is get ahead of the game, I guess. And uh, Luke uses a great example when he talks about it and says, when you're when you're trying to teach your kids to tie their shoes, the worst time to do it is when everybody is getting their shoes on and getting out of the house. Then it's chaos. Kids are running around. People start crying, the little kids, and, and it's just a mess. So intentionally do that beforehand. So if you're just sitting around the house watching TV, pull out some shoes and teach your kids then. And that's what we want to do here. So intentionally sit down before some of these things come up so the kids understand. So with the lessons, we send out two lessons a week. They're designed mostly to to sit down maybe at the dinner table, take five to 10 minutes to talk about a a topic. And for example, this week was on self-defense. And uh, this actually be a really good example because Tuesday's or Monday's lesson was more how to avoid being in one of those situations anyway how to get out of it. What does God call us to do to turn the other cheek? So we're not called to just return violence with violence. So our first goal is to get out of that situation and, or not even put ourselves in that situation to start. And that's a, maybe a five to 10 minute talk, which Mm -hmm. is good there. But then today's lesson just went out first thing this morning. And and of course people are listening to this a few weeks and after all of this is coming out. But uh, today's lesson was on, getting involved in some sort of self-defense class, some sort of martial arts class, or just doing it at home. And obviously that's not done in a five to 10 minute lesson. That's done weekly or whatever that is. And uh, my kids, uh, Luke actually taught, for those that don't know, I guess, if you haven't looked at the website, but Luke retired from the military and he taught the modern army combatives in the army. And there was a lot of jujitsu in that. So he'll lead jujitsu with with our men's group or different groups here and he'll do that. So he can understand how to teach some of that at home to his kids. Mm-hmm. I I've gone through some of his classes. I've, I'm definitely not an expert. I tend to just get beat up when I go there. <laughs> uh, it's still good, but I wanted to come home and, and, and instead of sending five of my kids to some sort of jujitsu class that they're a hundred to $125 a month. That's a lot. When you have so right, many kids, right. we just pulled out some mats I actually had another buddy give me some old gymnastic mats that his kids got new ones. So we got the old ones and we pull those out, move the coffee table in the living room and we just do jujitsu and I teach them what little I do know. Mm -hmm. So the point is to actively and intentionally do something to help your kids in this process. And that goes with every single topic. We've had some on how to sell an idea. That was actually one of my favorite ones because when I break that down, I look at, uh, it's not just on in the business world, selling an idea. When I started dating my wife in college, I had to sell the idea to her that I would be a good husband. She had to do the same thing to me, that she would be a good wife. And we weren't given a formal presentation to each other. Just the dating process was, was our presentation. And uh, Luke and I being friends, we have to basically sell the idea that we'll be a good friend to each other. 
and it happens in every relationship and it happens even parents and kids. Maybe I have to sell the idea for my kids to brush their teeth every day and they need to understand why. Mm-hmm. So learning that ability, having that ability to sell an idea is, is important, I guess. But the idea is to intentionally sit down before these things come up. You can use it both intentionally sit down before the, the topic comes up, talk about it. And then as things come up, maybe you haven't talked about that specific topic. Like they, I know they have, but uh, Luke's kids, the one taking the class have to write about all these transgender roles and, and, whatever uh, that all dealt with, but uh, they had been through that before they'd had that talk, but it was also another opportunity to discuss it again. Right. And my daughter also uh, dropped a college class, an English class, and she was a communication major. So it was a little bit difficult on her end um, to drop the class, but she also had an A going in and the professor asked everyone where she was because she was also one of the ones who this is another daughter um, who answered the questions and it was really quiet in there after she was out and she was mm-hmm. able to witness to some people. Um, it turned out it was this book uh, that she came home and she said, mom, it's, it's terrible here. I'll make dinner. And um, she was commuting to school. It was close by and it, it's, it's a university. And um, so I went in my room and I can read fast and it wasn't that long of a book, but I kind of skimmed through some of it and it definitely had an agenda. And so I said, well, you can approach it. You know, you, here she was on uh, 19, I think. And I said, mm-hmm. you can approach it from a Christian perspective. And she said, I just, it's disgusting. I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. And so I said, fine. I said, you can drop it. And, um, you know, it was a little bit of an expensive lesson for all of us because we had already paid for the class, mm-hmm. but um, I was happy that she could. And then later she was able to find a professor and she did a directed study where she wrote um, a, a three, three or four part story that was published in the school newspaper that was, so, wow. you know, she found a different way. And, and so she was good at selling the idea, right. Of, getting a professor to work with her who really wanted to read her stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. our kids can, you know, even with your younger ones, if you're listening and you have younger kids, one of the things that I feel like in this whole intentional conversation, it's really about being prepared, isn't it? You know, um, Brian, I feel like, you know, you are preparing your kids for the future and we can't, like you said, prepare them from every scenario, but when they were little and we would go into the stores and, you know, for example, um, we did a lot of hands-on. So I had some, I call them, uh, you know, they, my kids learn differently, you know, from not Mm -hmm. reading super early to, um, you know, maybe being interested in like, I had one in the ocean and one in the sky, anything, can we learn about the stars, mom? And the other one's like, well, I want to learn about the ocean. You know, I said, I've gotten from two diametrically different uh, tangents here, but I remember we were studying culture and we went to, um, you know, there, there's an area in Florida that has a lot of Greek stuff. So we went there and got to eat at a Greek restaurant. Of course, I didn't like very much of the food and, you know, got to see the sponge divers and, and it was in Tarpon Springs. And so all this stuff. And there was a ton of break. I'd look into the stores and I'd had nightmares. And I said to my husband, they're going to go in there and touch everything. So before we even went in, I always would let our kids know. And I'd say, okay, we're going to go in and you have an option. You can either put your hands in your pockets or you can put your hands behind your back, but you're not allowed to touch anything. And, you know, well, can we buy anything, mommy? And I'd say, um, not at this store, but maybe the next, you know, and we have a $5 budget. So I would let them know 
And it was like, you know, we'd walk in and, and we were, the, they were there with their cousins and their cousins didn't get the same little talk. So their cousins are touching everything. And they're like, looking at me. And I just said, you know, no, you know, keep your hands. And so, you know, this lady was commenting and I, you know, my sister-in-law said, what did you tell you? What did you give them? <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of, and I just told her. And so I told her little kids the same thing next door. They're all hands in pocket behind their backs. And they were, they were like, I want to say seven, eight, nine-ish. And mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like they were, you know, that they couldn't contain themselves. They could, you know. And then I said, well, instead of buying something, because I did not need more shells or more glass objects in my house, I said, you know, let's let's have ice cream when we're all done. And that was great. We could do that. And so, um, you know, so if you let your kids know ahead of time, even if you're going to the grocery store, you know, I mean, how many kids have had meltdowns at the checkout? I hate those checkout counters, you know, where there's all this gum and candy and everything. And you just say, you know, we're going to pick out one thing and we're going to have a snack later, but we're not buying anything else. You know, do you understand? And I'd make them say yes to me because they might be sitting there spacing out, you know, or what did mom say? You know, and uh, my daughter's really good at this. My, my daughter, she's got, um, she just had her ninth. So I think she, she beat both you, both you and, uh, wow. and, and Luke there, but, um, you know, but she always talks to her kids and she always has since they were super little and they have an amazing vocabulary and it's not that they're brilliant kids, you know, it's that they're, that's what they are used to. And I, and like you said, you know, I think we can underestimate our children and their capabilities. And, um, you know, they're really on loan to us from the Lord for, you know, basically about 18 years before they go on, get jobs or go to college or even sooner with a lot of kids working earlier. Um, so we don't really have a ton of time to work with them, but, um, but before we we end, I want you to, okay, so it's these 16, the number one, six things. So these 16 things.com is your website where they can get a whole bunch of uh, free videos, um, you know, that are, that are great. And then also you have a YouTube uh, channel. Is that correct? Yes, we do. And it's the same thing. These 16 things uh, on YouTube. And if you pull that up, we, we've, try to do a lot of videos. We haven't done a lot here in the last month or so. We've both mm-hmm. been pretty busy, but we do plan on getting back to that. There's already a bunch on there. Yeah, there's a ton you as have, well. You have a ton of content. The other thing I was yes. also impressed with, you have a resource page. So you have a lot of books that you recommend uh, to families um, as well as um, you know, you know, some of the, um, there was books and there was other things. I was like first aid, information. I don't remember everything that was on there, but yeah. So you have a ton of resources there and I think it's a great, you know, we're airing this um, in July in the summer. It's a great summer project for parents uh, to look at with your kids. And again, um, you know, I I appreciate this information. When I first looked at the site, I said to Brian, um, and this is all free. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so wonderful, wonderful, just, you know, God bless you guys for a wonderful resource for parents and taking the time to do that and caring, um, you know, to be able to share this information with others. Thank you. Yeah. We, we just saw a need and wanted to fill it. And right now we're not too worried about turning it into an income. We both have two full, we both have a full-time job and uh, we just look at more of a ministry right now. Eventually we may try to, you know, 
do something with it, something paid, but we really want the lessons to be free and all the resources course that you will, if somebody goes and buys a book that doesn't go to us, but right. uh, you would have to spend some money on Amazon or whatever. And most of those books are ones that we've read. Yeah. And, they're in the libraries too. A lot of them, you know, are. are in the library. Yeah. So parents can, can do that. And they are just like resources that you've mm -hmm. used. Um, you know, I, I, like I even noticed like the CS Lewis, uh, mere Christianity, my husband's listening, mm -hmm. Uh, to the audiobooks of all of those um, as he drives back and forth to work. So it's really fun because I read those books a long time ago and he's coming home and, you know, he's not a big reader, but mm -hmm. um, the audiobooks have been great for him and he was discussing some things. And so it's been really fun to, to talk to him about it. But um, so great, wonderful. Any last words before we end here? Just to encourage parents to sign up for the newsletter. That would be it wonderful. again. We've said it multiple times, but it's all free. Uh, if you go to these16things.com, there will be a pop-up box that comes up. Put in your name and email address. If you close out of that, want to look around beforehand, it's at the bottom of every single page, I think. Wonderful. And they yeah. can go sign up and get a newsletter Monday and Thursday to help us intentionally sit down with our kids to, to talk about these real-life skills. Wonderful. And then, the, of course, there's all the videos that are available as well. So yes. take care. Um, you know, Luke, thanks for, or Brian, sorry. Thanks for coming on and everyone. God bless. You can find the show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms, episode 497, Intentional Conversations. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Moms show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.